my gosh. <laughs> the 75th time's a charm, right? Yes. Uh, welcome, everyone, to another episode of Oh, Oscar. I'm your host, Oscar Aiden, where I get to chat with some of my great friends. Yay. And we talk about their career, their life, their comedy, their first gay experience, and a spin on the GayDHD Q&A wheel. <laughs> Uh, today I am so excited because I have a very longtime friend of yeah. mine in the comedy community. She is just so fabulous. You have seen her possibly on Law & Order SVU. You've seen her on the LOL Network. And then you've seen her on HBO. She has a new comedy show that she co-produces called The Boss Bitch Show, which I've been on, which is yeah. absolutely fabulous. I mean, the list of credits just goes on oh. and on that I'm just going to not because then I'll <laughs> fall into a deep depression. <laughs> Please welcome uh, the ever so lovely Rachel Green. Thank you. Oh my God, I love this. Uh, we have too. been planning this for, yeah, uh, I would say six months. Yeah, <laughs> it's, It literally... Yeah, feels. We, we only had a four false starts. Yeah, yeah. we had like six <laughs> false starts, and then we were gonna do it via Zoom. Oh, and we tried. We tried. And, and bitch then, beat a face. Oh, can I curse? Yeah, that's okay. Fine. I don't I care. Wanna, yeah. Rachel has a great <laughs> like. Rachel has a great Zoom setup. However, I have a very large kind of like echoey. <laughs> large no i have a small echo chamber of a studio <laughs> it's your ce- you, you do it's have my, pretty high ceiling it's my so, ceiling yeah, yeah so like i literally <laughs> had, we were gonna do it via zoom and then i had to cover myself in a blanket <laughs> it was and i magical. looked like an, it, i looked like an ewok yeah, a little bit <laughs> i did i looked like an ewok and i was like we can't i want to get into kind of like your obviously we talk about your background and how you got started so give me a little bit of a recap of Rachel Green's <laughs> step into comedy. Okay. Well, let's see. Um, never wanted to be a comedian. Let's start with that. Um, I was like, those people are miserable. I would never be one of those people. Now I'm one of those people. Um, also, never wanted to be an actor. Uh, both things happened by accident or serendipitously. Yeah. Um, played violin my whole life. Uh, my parents are French horn players. Um, I was at like symphony level could have probably gone to Juilliard or Manhattan School of Music and my parents were like don't be a poor musician like us and I was like what did we do for the past 20 like what 18 years what what have I been doing so I went to school for finance and I was miserable I yeah, did that's a 180 yeah, you know yeah and uh did spoken word did singer songwriter stuff uh, um, don't tell me you were one of those people that like performed in a piano bar no i performed at like the near nothing Eden. wrong with that no i can't do... actually i did perform at a piano bar but that was more in like cabaret days oh i can't do cabaret Ooh. i don't understand can i just interject oh something? please yes i am not a big fan <laughs> of like cabaret and who gonna... is unless you're doing it unless you're a 87 year old queer which is about four years away from where i'm at right now well i go to fire island right so. but I I can't do cabaret because it's very much like I I, I I go to cabaret shows and it's very much like, all right, everybody. And they have a cigarette and they're smoking. They're like, I'm going to sing you a song <laughs> from back in 1963 when I performed with 
Judy Garland. And then it's like, <laughs> they start singing and they're like, somewhere over. You know, Judy Garland licked my vagina once. And you're just like, they never finish the song because I was like, I remember when uh, I remember when Danny Kay stuck his finger in my anus, you know, and you're like, what? Like, what? Where is See, this coming I from? I feel so like I the don't... cabaret that I did was we were all just like struggling, hopeful musical theater people who felt the need to emote while we sang because that we were told that that's what was good. You say it like a musical theater person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I lived many lives. I was a musical theater person. Uh, so I came to acting. I dated an actor for three years. I was like, y'all are fucking crazy. Any, and then I anyone became Anyone famous? A, oh, God, no. Oh, he was okay. like a terrible, bad Shakespearean actor. All right. Well, well, um, and then, yeah, uh, that was, um, I took a singing class that incorporated acting to make the songs more connected and authentic. And I fell in love with acting. <laughs> So then I did theater and musical theater. And then it's I. It's the gayest thing I've ever so heard. So gay. Uh, so gay. And then I got into TV and film and I was like, oh, I think this is my jam. And I don't want to be in a room anymore with these people anymore um, at five in the morning, you know, waiting to be seen to sing for, you know, 30 seconds. So, yeah. yeah. So then I was, I wrote a pilot. I wrote a web series about my sex and dating life because, you know, I went to Burning Man and I, you know, became polyamorous and like all this, you know. Burning I, Man, that's in the desert, right? It is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I went through all this. I thought it would be funny to make a web series about my sex and dating life and dipping my toe into all these yeah. waters, BDSM and, you know, discovering by sexuality and all these things right and so um i yeah i tried to write the web series i'm not exactly a screenwriter so i was getting frustrated and my friend was like rachel you have all these crazy f stories why don't you just tell them through stand-up and i was like ah no and then he's like just take a class and i took a class at caroline's and oh okay it was a safe space for trying jokes. I okay. don't know that I learned anything about making the jokes. Yeah. You know what I mean? I kind of learned by osmosis. Yeah. Um, or the teacher would just be like, no. You know, not like, oh, this is what you might want to do with it. Just like, bad. Um, but that was where I met my first comedy partner, Jack the Stripper. Oh. Mm -hmm. So we always say that was the best thing to come out of that. Aw. Yeah. And so like, and it, you fell in love with it? Like, how did it, how did you end up like, well, you went to open mics, you They, did that? You know, they, they did the showcase at the end. Right. And, you know, I was like so nervous, even though I had been on stage for acting and, you know, right. music and all kinds. Of, and even I used to do improv, you know. Um, That's another story. Um. <laughs> But um, I was so nervous. And then I, once I got up there and like, you know, 10 seconds in and I was just like, I was already comfortable being on stage. Yeah. And then the laughter, it was like drugs. And I was like, oh, they like me. I think I'm I think I'm good at this. Fuck. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's how that went. You're like, oh, this is amazing. And then you're like, damn. Fuck, I'm one of these people. So, um, yeah, that's how I got into it. And I did mics and then discovered that mics are where the, the 
misogynistic place where dreams go to die and um you know that should be on a that should be on a like a <laughs> mug that you just give every new open mics the misogynistic <laughs> place where dreams go to die <laughs> that see, just... well every time someone like wants to get into comedy they're like will you take me to an open mic i'm like no it's the I'm worst like, that's where your dreams go to die yeah it'll make you not want to do comedy now you i saw a clip recently where you were a uh, prison guard. Oh yeah. Which with Kelly Cacao is that how you say it? <laughs> Kelly Cacao. Kelly, what's her name? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even say it. <laughs> Kaylee Cuoco. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly Cacao. Cacao. <laughs> I honestly, uh, that's what I thought her name was, was Kelly Cacao. Kelly it's, Cacao. It's Kaylee Cuoco. Kaylee Cuoco. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to see her one day and I'm going to be like, Kelly Cacao. <laughs> She would. She's so. She would actually really appreciate. She's. She's very fun. Is she really? Yeah, she's so nice. She's got a great sense of humor. So, um, yeah. Let's get into the nitty gritty. I want to talk about. Yes, talk to me. I want to talk about. I would love to know Mm. as we get to the main crux of Oh Oscar. Mm. What. Rachel Green, was your first gay experience? So you want the first first? I want the first first or the first you feel comfortable telling. Because that's what this... I would never want anyone to feel uncomfortable. But I want if you would like to share the second first gay well, experience, then I'm okay with that. I don't mind sharing the first first. It's just, it's not a very fun story. Then let's do right? the fun Right, like the story. fun one would yeah. be so more like, fun. Let's share your first <laughs> fun gay experience. Okay. So I like to say that, um, you know, when I was really starting to explore polyamory and bisexuality, um, I would go to sex parties with goals because I'm a productive fucker. That's as, proactive. Um, no. That's proactive. And um, so did went, you like write these goals out? I did not. But the okay. parties that I went to were often uh, very private, and there was, you know, everyone was a friend of a friend and carefully okay. vetted. Okay. And there was a welcome circle. Okay. So in the welcome circle, you would talk about, you know, your testing status. And what you wanted to get out of the evening. Ooh. You know, like. I kind of love this. I did too. I did too. This it's is like, kind of like just. Yeah. It's like taking a seminar. Yeah. Um, so you would declare. <laughs> I'll explain why. Um, you would kind of like declare I your. Hardly, I can hardly wait. Well, I do have a community where we're very into declaring intentions. And, That's good though. And fulfilling it. That well, I feel yeah. like makes it safer. It's so safe and it, it's brilliant. It's it's so much better than just like picking up a stranger at a bar. Like you're in a room full of people that you either know and trust personally or trust sort of by proxy. Yeah. Right. And so my goal for the evening um, was to go down on a woman and to use a strap on. Wow. Yeah. That was a very productive party. So yeah. 
Give me the lead up to why you wanted to do that. Well, I guess it. Okay, so I was one of those annoying girls in college who would make out with her friends at the bar to get free drinks. But I also like didn't mind it. And then when I went to Burning Man, I know, cliche, um, I sort of had this experience of like, I love people, right? Like, it was just this overwhelming like, and then, um, yeah, you know, like kissing a woman was just like, oof, oh, wow, you know, it's different um, and hot. And um, I was like, oh, so I just wanted to continue to expand this feeling that I was having because I was like I'm attracted to women but I've never actually been able to you know go forth and and pursue what that would feel like sexually yeah so I I declare my intention of wanting to go down on a woman and use a strap on so my friend gives up their pussy is tribute. Like I was not expecting. Like we were at the time, we were very close friends. Like I, I expected it to be like one of the people I didn't know, not like one of my best friends at the time. And I was like, oh, oh okay, I guess we're doing this. But it was like a very boundary heavy party. So there was like gloves and dental dams and the whole thing. Yeah, it was. What's you know, dental dams. Oh, you're so cute. Um, it's uh, it's um, a way to have safe sex uh, with a woman's vagina. It's 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 like a thick piece of um, latex. You know, oh. it's like saran wrap on steroids. Why do they call it a dental dam? I don't know. <laughs> nah, dentata. I don't know. Vagina dentata. Why do I don't you know. call a piece of plastic that you put near your vagina a dental dam? Because it was probably invented by a man. I don't know. <laughs> I, that's the only sensible thing that I could think of. <laughs> I don't know. Because you wouldn't want teeth involved. So Oh. No. On, any, on anything. Yeah, they should call it a, a, a pussy dam. Yeah, um, or like... Or a mouth dam. Or like, you know, like maybe a face guard. Oh, yeah. That, that would work. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So going back so anyway, to the... Yeah. Yes. So I went down on her and she enjoyed it and said I did a great job. That was nice. And I was like, okay, well... Because I just did to her what I would want done to me, you know? Okay. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I yeah. was just like, okay, you know... You know, and then like, you know, two fingers and a little bit of, hey, come here. And, um, you know, got the job done. Um, and Would you uh, say that you would put that on your resume? If you, I've had only, a, if you had a sex resume, we'd be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I've only received uh, positive uh, responses. You're like, I'm proficient. I would say I'm more than proficient. Oh. I wouldn't say expert. I would say intermediate uh, yeah. or advanced. Yeah. Um, you know what it is? I'm a very intuitive person and I listen. So I think like no matter who I'm having sex with, I'm going to put in the work because I'm hearing and I'm listening. Oh, you like this. Oh, you don't like that. You know, and you switch it up. You really do treat it like a job, don't you? Well, I mean, I they don't. don't. They, as, as my former partner would say, they don't call it a blow gift. So <laughs> that's her joke. I can't steal that. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm good at that too. Um, but that that can be tedious. Yeah. Oh, so now then, like, okay, so you 
You ate the vagine. I ate the vagine. And then the strap on. Oh, yes. I was standing there and my friend was like, you know, and we had done seminars together. So this is where it gets funny. And then he looks at me and he goes, so how's the evening going for you? And I'm like, what are we in a seminar? Um, and then I'm like, well, you know, my I accomplished goal number one. And, yeah. And I would like to accomplish goal number two. And I had assumed that it would have been a woman. And he goes, oh, I have one with me. You could use it on me. And I was like, oh, what? I get to fuck a man's asshole. Oh, my God. I, it's so exciting. So exciting. You pegged a man. I did. That was my first strap-on experience. Wow. And it was like, a, it was amazing, too, because, you know, he's full by and knows who he is. Right. And so this was a fleshy, girthy um and like almost the same skin tone as me, right? So imagine, I want you to imagine this visual with my gigantic brass and this gigantic cock. And I was just like, ah, I'm John Cena, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Did you like make a running start, jump off anything and then just plow? <laughs> like you jump off the countertop and you're like, ah! No, <laughs> I did not want to break his butthole, but uh, no, we had a good time. It was actually quite intimate and lovely, and you know, he's a very close friend. Now, so. I have to ask, and I have to know, yeah, was he prepared properly? Oh, you mean poop wise? Yeah, um, there was like a teeny little bit of poop on the condom, but not like a lot. You used a condom, yeah, so that's For like a that's wrap on. Yeah, that's like very common sex party etiquette because what if someone else wants to use a strap on? You know, all you have to do is take the condom off and put a new one on. Oh, that is, I would just assume that you, I mean, you're near a kitchen, so you would just yeah, wash it. you could wash it, but you know, it's also just easier to just put on a condom and then you could like lube up a condom and you know, if the, I love if, if the poopies get in there, you know, it was just like I a I love that you're like near a kitchen. You're like, hold on, let me, you know what? Hold on. You know what? You enjoy your crudite while I just... Wash this. Yeah, so that would be why you would use a condom. <laughs> Let me wash the shit off of this strap oh, on right now. Oh, God. Yeah. So, like, how was it? It was good. Did you get off by that, by doing that? It was very arousing and very empowering. It was hot. But did you get off? I didn't, like, come, but, you know, sex is not always about an orgasm. Okay. You know? But you felt, like... Oh, I was like, so, it was so hot. I was like, I was very aroused. It was, it was hot. Wow. So this yeah. was the going down on a woman was your first kind of like real gay experience in that sense. Yeah. And then you did the strap on to a man that's so. Yeah, it was wow. full circle. I you know like, what? I got it. You know what? I think that's amazing. I loved that story. That was a great, oh, good. that was a great first gay experience story. That's amazing. I love that. It, was, it just had so much. I had. That's you why know. I was like, let's talk that one. It's yeah. probably more fun. No, that sounds great. I yeah. love that. And like now, have you, like, have you experienced this continuously? Like, have you have you pegged a man since? Oh sure. I think I've pegged more men than women. It, a lot of dudes are into it, and that's fine. Um, Straight guys. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. We are moving into the final segment of O Oscar, where you get to spin on the 
gay DHD Q&A wheel. Oh my goodness. All right. This I love this thing so much. It's so adorable. So how this works is spin it and spin it hard. Uh, all right, spin it. Let's go. First question. Oddest pet peeve. Okay. My dad chews his tongue and it's audible. And I know other people that do it. You mean like this? And I, I know a comedian who does it too. Yeah. <laughs> you said odd. <laughs> I love you so much. I love you so much. I love you too. <laughs> you know, I, I have to say... It's only like the sixth episode, but still, that's a that's a great pet peeve. That yeah. is a that's <laughs> unexpected. All right, spin again. Ooh. Oh my god! Ah! Ask Oscar a question. <sighs> what was your first gay experience? Oh my gosh. <laughs> my first gay experience was oh ooh. uh the appropriate one is uh there was this guy who I knew in high school he went to a different high school I went to one high school he went to a different high school and we knew each other and we knew we were kind of like, we kind of liked each other. And so I don't think he was ready to fully admit. I wasn't either, but I don't think he was fully ready to admit. He was very, like, still broy and straight. And uh, I remember he came over once and my parents were gone. Or I think it was, like, my parents were gone. It was, like, senior year, I think, or something. My parents were gone and he came over. And uh, we kind of just rubbed on each other. And like we were rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. And then he came in his pants and oh. I came in my pants. Hot. And it was it was hot. That's we did hot. it on we did it on our on our couch in the living room. And it was just hot. Mm. And then he was left. the TV on. Yeah, but I think it was on mute. Were you kissing or you were just rubbing? We were I remember it was like a little bit of neck play. Oh. Hot. Like a little bit of like and like mm. you get in there and you're like, ah, yeah, we were rubbing each other. And uh, yeah, his name is Chris. Mm. Very. I, he was he was a great guy. Have he, you found he's him still on Instagram? Oh, yeah. We still talk. <laughs> no, no, no. We we're like we found each other on on Facebook. He still lives in my hometown. I lived here. We talk all the time. He's, he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's out. He's okay. a, he's a, he's such a nice person. And, you know, he. It was just, yeah, I just remember that. Oh, it's so cute. I love that. Wheel of Death, let's go. Public sex, yes or no? Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay, tell me, what about public sex is so alluring to you? Well, how public are we talking? 
I always preface this question with public as in car, inside a car, maybe a rest stop, in the woods, nothing like in front of a school or anything like that. Right. Nothing where it's like illegal to a point. I'm talking about like stairwells. I definitely had sex in the car in the Ronkonkoma train station parking lot. Okay. That's great. In like the morning. Yeah. That Oh, that was so hot. Oof. Oh my god! Yeah, I, I so I used to be a club girl. Yeah, I, I know that's shocking. Um, and it was a club on Long Island's, and I met this really hot guy, like, but like light skin, body for, oof, yeah, really hot. No idea what his name was, but um, it was a long time ago. And I remember we like exchanged numbers and then we were supposed to hang out. I don't know if it was like that same morning or like the next day, but I remember I was out with friends and I just stayed out because like I did that. I was like, you know, probably like home from college. Right. And we met up in a park and the sun started to come out and children started to come out while we were hooking up in a park. And so we were like, okay, where should we go? So train station parking lot was the next best yeah. thing. Yeah. And it was the summer, so it just got hot as hell. And then we were just like vigorously fucking in my back seat. And we were like sliding all over the place and like so sweaty. And we had to open the doors. And mm. Woo! <sighs> that recent party that I went to, um, it's a, a a known sex space and so and the guy who owns it um he was very smart and sort of made it like so ideal for having sex parties so he um what was probably formerly the backyard he made into like an enclosed indoor outdoor space with like a freaking um like fire pit thing it's so cool but as a result the one bedroom there's one bedroom that sort of overlooks the outdoor indoor space. And so I was getting fucked from behind and decided to stick my head out the window and be like, hi everyone. Like while I was getting, (laughs) and I thought it was so fun. Um, So yeah. (laughs) And then later on in the evening, someone was like, are you a comedian? And I was like, Oh, Oh, I love that you got recognized at a sex party. I did. And someone was like, are you a comedian? She was like, I know you. You're a comedian. And I was like, (laughs) can I never have public sex again? Is this this what the world is coming to? And then she was like, oh, I've always thought about doing comedy. Maybe I'll do your show. (laughs) And I was like, really? You think that's how this works? (laughs) Cute. Mm. I love you so much. All right, spin again. <laughs> I love this. The sensation of this. I, feel I know, like, right? I feel like I'm on the prices right. I know. Last question. Ooh, Ooh. What celebrity would you lose your virginity to? If I was a virgin, you mean? Yeah. Clearly, uh-huh. <laughs> I'm That's kind of how that goes. Yeah. Oh, which celebrity would I... Assuming I was a virgin, which celebrity would I want to lose my virginity to? Who? Um, 
Oh. Two people came to mind. Yes. First, Ryan Reynolds popped up. All right. Not because of his, um, like, physicality. Because he's funny. Like, I feel like it would be fun. Like, he would make okay. it, he would make it playful. Like, I'm imagining having sex with Deadpool. I'm imagining... That's really what it is. I'm imagining losing my virginity to Deadpool. Okay. Could be kind of hot, right? right Mask, but also kind of funny. Right. Like, yeah. like he's hilarious in that role, and he's, like, also in touch with his femininity. Right. Yeah, okay, so... Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, I would lose my virginity too. Wow. Okay. That's, okay. Yeah. Because like, you know, he's like, he's very comfortable with his sexuality. Yeah. And he makes fun of it. Yeah. And it's brilliant. Um, And then of course, Idris Elba. Hmm. Mm. <laughs> <sighs> 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 yeah. Hmm. It would just, it's going to be like five, five minutes of like, mm. clearly I have a vivid imagination. Mm. 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 <laughs> Very good choice. Mm. Very good choice. Thank you. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Rachel Green. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, Oscar. I'm so glad that we got to do this because Me I love too. you absolutely a ton. Let everybody know, where can they find you? Sure. Um, on Instagram, I am the one Rachel Green, because of Jennifer Aniston on Friends. Uh, so it's the, and then the number one, Rachel Green. And um, my website is rachelgreen.nyc. And my show is The Boss Bit Show. And I believe the Instagram is just Boss Bit Show. Which you co-produce with? With Kirsten O'Brien. Lovely, and, um, lovely person. Yes. I love her. She's the best. Talented. And, um, and we'll obviously, we're going to be starting a podcast. So we'll have you on. Ooh. Yes. And uh, what else? Yeah. Those your, are my main places. Your I guess. Netflix. My Netflix. It's coming out February 2022. Inventing Anna is the name of the show. Um, and yeah, you know, if you go to my website, you can see the real and the IMDBs and the thing and the thing. I love it. I yeah. love it. Thank please, you for having me. Of course, please be sure to ch- uh, please be sure to check out Rachel Green on Instagram. You can check out all of her uh, appearances across multiple yeah, TV you. shows. One more time, you're wonderful, and I love you. And I can hardly wait to see so many amazing things happen for Aww, us in 2022. I adore you. Thank you for having me. We will see you next week. Actually, this is the last episode of 2021, so you are such a special episode. We like a present. I know. (laughs) I will see you in January of 2022. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Rachel Green, thank you again. Bye, everyone. See you next week. Please stay safe and happy new year. Happy new year.